Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Damien Christoph and Dr. Brett Hill. Hey Brett, this episode's brought to you by Forage. Forage, love my Forage cereal, Damo, my Forage Paleo, with uh, such a great way to start the day. I make my little homemade almond meal, uh, almond milk, I should say. I put some uh, strawberries on it. It's yum. beautiful. Yum, 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 yum. Yeah, I love Forage. Um, I created it with your health in mind, and obviously I created Paleo because you told me to. And uh, so <laughs> thank you so much for that. But this episode is brought to you by Forage. It's a great tasting, incredibly healthy, no added nasty muesli range that uh, I created to help you stay well. So if you want to see more about it, go to www.foragecereal.com. Hi, this is Damien. And this is Brett. Hey, Brett. How are you, mate? Great, mate. Very relaxed, welcome. actually. Yeah, I was going to say welcome back, mate. Sounds like you had a ripping holiday. Yeah, I had a great break. Just uh, such a nice time. I did have a really long chat with Marcus about it. And we actually, you know, it was interesting. We actually talked about um, resting into infection or um, um, breaking down or like you know burning out into an infection you know when you have a rest and you get an infection mm, yeah yeah we, we spoke about that on the on uh, 100 not out and it was quite a good little cool. chat but we spoke a lot about um you know just the, the trip and how good it was it's so nice just to get a great break in mate and you know and it's, it's a good reflection point on just downing tools and dropping all of the hustle and bustle and just getting relaxed you know taking it easy it's a good thing to do nice it is. It's important to recharge, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Because we do all get really busy and we all get so many things on. And uh, and there's this expectation of just pumping work out, isn't there? Particularly in you know the fields that you and I are in. Obviously, we've got yeah. our practices. We've got... Um, you know, uh, other, you know, th- commitments such as writing books or um, yep. seminars, like you're busy, you know, organizing seminars with Marcus on the couch. And then there's, you know, all these other bits and pieces that we're expected to be doing as well as, you know, speaking and traveling and, you know, talking yeah. on well, forage and all that sort of stuff. So there's pressure to get things done. I think I think many people... Oh, geez. We've right. just, we're just the wind's kicking up a bit here in the hills. We just lost the poster. That's all right. It's okay. It's all happening. Um, so, well, I think it's the nature of being uh, self-employed, I guess, or running your own business. But particularly, I think if you're into more sort of entrepreneurial pursuits, because you know, very often, and many of our listeners will relate to this, that you know, when you are your own boss, there is, you know, it's hard to have that defined um, off switch, you know, because you are often thinking about it when you're not at work. There's often stuff that flows off on into other areas of your life if you're not careful and and particularly as I said when you when you're being more entrepreneurially and creative because often that's the stuff that then has to fit in around all of the other stuff as well you know where you've got your sort of your day job but like you said writing a book or something like that you know, you've got your day job you've got your family you've got the other stuff that you're doing and then you're trying to squeeze that in as well maybe at night time or maybe early in the mornings or, or those sort of things so be cool to chat the cool topic to chat about Damo because I think so many of our listeners do similar stuff where they have, uh, you know, they have their passion projects, they have their creative projects and their entrepreneurial pursuits that maybe one day they'd like to turn into their full-time career but haven't gotten there yet or maybe they're just happy balancing the two. But how do we how do we do that? You know, I think on the wellness guys, we've often just uh, referred to Lawrence for these sort of questions because Lawrence uh, seems to be more productive than us, Damo. He has his own way of doing things and, uh, and obviously has been very productive in his life and has created a lot of very cool things and projects and businesses. And so we've often deferred to Lawrence, but I think it's cool for us to be able to have a chat about this, Damo, because you and I are different to Lawrence and we work differently to Lawrence, but it's not necessarily 
bad or worse or anything like that. It's just different. So I thought it'd be cool. You know, I'd like to hear what Damien Christoph thinks about productivity. <laughs> well, I, re- I re- recall this topic so vividly because there was a time when I was out the front and I know we did a podcast on this. Actually, you know, I don't know whether or not it was you and I. Actually, the wellness guys have never done a, product, a podcast on this would you know but specifically talking about what i'm about to you know talk about right now i was listening to um inside the champion's mind one day and marcus and lawrence were having a chat this is back when marcus was on inside a champion's mind with lt and mm-hmm. i was out the front of my house and at that time we'd moved into this house and we had little white pebbles like a japanese style garden in the front yard Mm-hmm. And I, I remember those. And I remember I walking barefoot across those, carrying stuff for one of our wellness breakthroughs. <laughs> I remember that's what I remember of them. Well, I hated them, and uh, I hated them because there was, you know, dirty and those grubby stuff, and people were throwing cigarette butts <laughs> in there, and I was like, oh, I just cannot have this. And those bottle tops from previous people that lived here, and they just chuck their bottle tops in there. It's like this is not where I want to be. So I decided that I was going to get all those stones put them into plastic bags and relocate them to another part of the planet and uh, and it wasn't going to be my front yard and then i was going to lay some turf down all that sort of stuff so i got to work and i was digging it all up and thought oh, i'll listen to my mates um on inside the champion's mind and i tune in and it's a it's a, a productivity um podcast lt and uh, and marcus talking about productivity anyway they're yabbering away as they did and um LT is very structured and you know and mark is very rah-rah and all of a sudden they start talking about gardening it's like oh gardening what a waste of time you know that's a lack of productivity it's the most non-productive thing you could do what you know there's so many other things you could be doing when you're doing it and i was like going hang on a second, boys, I'm listening to this. I'm doing some gardening. <laughs> I'm absolutely in my bliss because, you know, I'm listening to a podcast. I'm doing a bit of outdoor work. I'm shoveling away some stones, and I really enjoy just that tools down, let down kind of time. It was the middle of the week. I think it was a Wednesday. But, you know, between my adjusting days, normally I'll be on a Tuesday or a Thursday, and a Thursday. And I thought, well, I'm just going to get out there and, and do some stones. And uh, and they got stuck into this whole idea of gardening. And, and that it's one of those things that everybody, should outsource because it's just a it's a, a no-brainer in terms of gaining back some time to improve your productivity so that sent me on a bit of a uh, on a bit of a, a rampage almost and i said to i texted mp and i said dude how can you say that gardening is just not productive i've just spent like days getting all these stones into bags and i love it i feel relaxed it's great and then after that i went out and i gardened around the pool and i ripped out some trees that i didn't like anymore and re- replaced it with some new trees that I really loved and, and and I'm really proud of that and I looked at the net result and I was really proud and for me that was like an internal sense of productivity achievement you know something that I really liked because it was something that wasn't yes it wasn't necessarily well it certainly wasn't not even not necessarily it wasn't income generating but <laughs> it was still for me very productive in my life you know I felt fantastic in having achieved that and I mentioned that to Marcus he said that's a great point, Damo. And so then he went off and started gardening in his house. And so now he's really house proud and he's got his garden set and it's all beautiful. And it's all fantastic. Unfortunately, I couldn't convince LT of the same thing. But uh, but for me, I've, I've found that you don't have to be productive 100% of the time. In fact, no one is ever on 100% of the time, 100% of the time. Or no one's ever 100% on 100% of the time is what I'm trying to say. So if you look at, 
cricketers, if you look at football play, apart from Richmond, apart, if you, you know, they're always on. But if you look at uh, other teams and other players of sport, they're not always on 100%, 100% of the time. And there's that ability to down tools and then decrease, I suppose, the pressure, offload, so you're not always being productive. Yeah, and I think the question is, like, what you've got to come back to is, well, why do you want to be productive? You know, that's, that's kind of the key. So what are you trying to get out of this? I mean, one of the, my favorite uh, things that I often talk about and quote is uh, something called the parable of the Mexican fisherman. Now, I don't know if I've done this on the wellness guys before, and, and tell me if I have, Damo, but if I haven't, I'd love to say it just briefly because it's really cool. Have I done it before? Uh, well, you have. Do you remember? I do, well, I do know the parable of the Mexican fisherman, but let's uh, let's do it for the listeners just in case people don't know what it's all about. I love it. I love it. And I'll do I a quick it. version. I'll do a simple version. But essentially what happens okay. is Tell there's a Mexican story. fisherman and he's there doing his thing and, you know, he goes out in the morning, goes fishing for an hour or so, comes back, um, has a little nap, um, you know, has some time in the afternoon with his friends, just relaxing and enjoying himself, cooks up his fish for dinner, and you know, that's kind of his life. He's got a very simple life. And this American businessman comes along and says, hey, you know, you only go fishing for like an hour each day. What if you went fishing for two hours each day? And the Mexican's like, well, why would I do that? He goes, well, you, know, you could catch twice as many fish. He's like, well, why would I do that? Well, because if you caught twice as many fish, then you could buy an extra boat, you know, and then you could catch four times as much fish. He's like, well, why would I want to do that? You know, and then he's like, well, you could end up with a whole fleet of boats and that'd be fantastic. And he says, well, why would I want a whole fleet of boats? He says, well, this is the best bit. You know, now all of a sudden you've got a whole fleet of boats. You can move to New York. You can list your company on the stock exchange. You can become a millionaire. And the fisherman goes, well, why do I want to do that? He says, well, this is the best bit. You know, once you've done all of this, you can go retire to somewhere on this, you know, beautiful beach. You can sleep in. You can go fishing for an hour each day, spend the afternoon with your mates, have a siesta and just have a great relaxing life. And so, you know, the, the obvious, you know, the, the point point of it all and it was a very quick version if you want to hear it properly just google it and look it up but the point of this is it's like well why do we want to be so productive what's our actual end point because if our end goal is to be relaxed and happy and, and enjoy life and gardening makes you happy then it makes sense that you just go gardening you know you don't have to go and um you know earn a squillion bucks so that you can retire and garden all day long you can actually garden right now which I is think great. that's part of the problem because i love that story it's a really great reminder of you know, sometimes it's nice to have things that are small. You don't. Everyone, not everyone has to have a multi-level, a multi-level, a multinational company. You know, it's. I think it's one of those things that people go, "Oh my gosh!" You know, if you get turning over ten million dollars, then life must be grand. But ten million dollars just means that it's more money than one million dollars, which is more money than one hundred thousand dollars, which is more money than ten thousand dollars. The problem is, is that all of the problems are the same problems, just bigger problems as the money gets bigger and kind of want to ask yourself the question to what extent do i want to be um charging full steam ahead for these sorts of things is it what's going to bring me the most amount of happiness is is being this unbelievably productive every second of the day going to make me feel fantastic and i I, i'm sure i've shared this with the wellness guys um, listeners before that when I was doing um, Downsize Me and and I was living back, I moved, I just finished Downsize Me, moved back to Australia. I'd been existing on about four to four and a half hours worth of sleep a night for around about four years. And uh, so my body was pretty depleted. I was feeling pretty knackered, very tired. Um, I started on the speaking circuit. I looked at doing some TV shows over here. Got onto radio pretty quickly in Australia, having moved back from New Zealand. Um, and I started a muesli company. I was working with another chiropractor in Middle Park, 
and I started getting chest pains. And, uh, and I was really quite concerned about it. I was trying to fit a whole lot into my day. I had everything structured, like I had hour of power. I had, in, my, in my hour of power, I was gonna do only the things that needed to actually have to be done in that, in that day. Um, I exercised um, two hours before that, then I ate an hour before that, and then that hour of the power, and then I had um, meeting times, and then I had structured times for the next thing, and then I had recording times, had uh, time with LT, and then I had time with my family, and then I had um, downtime, book time sleep time and so everything was really structured so that i could be really productive and punch out a heap of stuff but i it was taking a toll on my body i was getting this chest pain i went and had a stress test a stress echo um it wasn't cardiovascular it was kind of more like panic i was kind of in a state where i'd I'd put my body into such high level um, productivity that i'd actually created some degree of anxiety and so i was shallow breathing um you know probably to some extent hyperventilating i wasn't getting restful sleep um and i reckon through that period of time you know when i first moved back to australia from new zealand was the time when i lost most of my hair to be honest with you bretto and um and and a lot of that was because i was chasing the productivity dream um of Mm. you know if i've got all these plates spinning i've got businesses in new zealand i've got speaking gigs here i've got a couple of businesses in australia um i've got a fiance here in australia this is when amber and i were just engaged i've got a young little boy and i've got private school fees to save for and i've got all these things going and i'm spinning all these plates and so i had to be productive in order to achieve all these sorts of things and and uh and it affected my health and here i am a wellness guy um yeah you know thinking all these things that i, I could and should be doing um and yeah i was taking all my vitamins yeah i was eating great food and yeah i was you know doing exercise but i definitely wasn't being mindful um and i definitely wasn't taking time to smell the roses and of course that has an effect on your body yeah absolutely and so it is about finding that you know balance in your life but but the challenge with that is um there's always stuff to be done. You know, there's always, like you say, you've got your business stuff, you've got your personal stuff, you're, you're trying to write a book. And, and when you do take, I guess, a more relaxed approach to it, then sometimes it, it's hard to get the stuff done that you want to get done as well. I mean, there's kind of a bit of a catch-22 where, you know, you want to spend time um, relaxing and, you know, doing stuff that you love and gardening and playing cricket and then whatever it is that you love doing. But at the same time, and I know you're the same as me, Damo, you have this urge to be productive because there's stuff that you want to do and create and share with the world and, and you have this purpose in your life. So, how do you find the balance between the two? How do you find the time to allocate to each of them without being, I guess, that really structured person? Because I know for you and I, we're both not that really structured person. I know for me personally, it just doesn't work for me. I, I find it stresses me out and makes me less productive and certainly less creative if I try and be very regimented about this and making sure I allocate specific amounts of time. You know, I find I much more need to find the time, you know, as in when I feel the urge to write, then I need to try and write. But um, I can't just sit down and say, well, I'm going to write between six and seven every day because that kind of stresses me out. How do you do it, Damo? How do you find the balance? Great question. Um, look, there's periods of time in my life where I, I really enjoy being productive, and you know, I'll put on a shirt and a tie and a suit and you know, get about, and everything's all structured. I've got meetings, I've got travel, I've got flights, I've got whatever, and I, and I really love that. You know, I kind of I get a buzz out of feeling a little bit corporate. I, yeah, I like that. Um, but then there's also times where I love to just bum around in my shorts and my t shirt, but I always factor into my week now. And I got this, I learned this from my accountant, who's one of my great best mates, and my cousin, Brent. 
and uh, and Brent actually was able to share with me some wisdom, um, and that was maintaining sanity. And I play golf in order to do that. And so some people might go, oh, "What's it? Just a oh, a great way to wreck <laughs> an awesome walk?" But for me, I get a lot out of it. I challenge myself. I'm challenging myself to improve, to get better. Um, I'm working on my technique. I'm thinking. It gives me time to you know just be you know just with myself or with another mate and we're just walking around for five hours or four hours and just hanging out now i could play cricket and i played cricket the other night and i loved it by the way brett eh? nice. and uh, it was really great just great to get back out in the on you know on the pitch again and hit some balls and bowl some balls get some wicket take some catches get some runs all that sort of stuff that was all great but i could i realized that that wasn't for me anymore but golf was for me so that was a way in which i'm able to down tools so what i suppose i've got in my life now is recreation time, which is really important to me. I've got cuddle time with, with Amber, so I, I love the whole concept of just taking time out to go and hang out with Amber. And I, I'm I'm so much better. There was a period of time in my life where both Jackson and Amber used to say, "Dad, you got to get off your phone. Like you're always on your phone. If you're not on your phone, mm. you're on your computer." And so, you know, now I'm no longer. I don't get that um, anymore, which is which is great. So I haven't got that same haven't put that same sort of pressure on myself. Um, I've got time in my day where I might go and you know go get an adjustment or I might go and hang out with another friend or schedule another meeting just a casual meeting where I have a coffee um, at, a, at a local coffee shop um, and then I've got my you know adjusting times which is obviously you know I'm working to a book into a, a productivity schedule and then I've got my other times where I'm in meetings where I might be interstate so last week and the last few weeks I've been in Sydney on a Wednesday um, having meetings with a, a suit on shirt and tie um, polished shoes you know I was going to say my hair done, but I've got my hair. And, uh, and just, you know, kind of feeling really, you know, smart and sharp. And, and so I think it's not about being 100% absolute all the time because I don't think that necessarily suits me. It's getting a mix of the things that I enjoy and spreading it out in a way that really makes me feel good. Yeah, and I reckon what you've done there is what suits you, you know, because we know that like what suits – what Lawrence does suits him. <laughs> you know, that is Lawrence and oh, he does great at it Absolutely. and it works so well for him. But like I said, it would stress me out, you know, and it does stress me out when I try and be like that and, and certainly at times I have. And so I think the biggest thing for me is is kind of just like a, having a kindness towards myself. You know, I mean, a classic example is right now, you know, we are now in Adelaide. This is officially the last day of school holidays for Christmas holidays. And so, you know, over that period of Christmas holidays, obviously I have the kids more. Um, I have them 50-50 anyway, but obviously there's, you know, there's not those times when they're at school when I can be more productive. And so, everything else just gets pushed out the way a little bit and it is much harder to get everything done that I'm used to getting done. And, and sometimes, particularly the start of school holidays, you know, I find that I find myself getting frustrated with that and getting a bit edgy about it. Um, but it's just that reminder just to be kind to yourself and understand that, you know what, you know, you are running several companies at once. You know, you do have your kids 50-50. You've got a relationship to maintain. You've got a house to maintain. You know, just be, realizing the reality of that situation and saying, hey, you know what, you're doing okay here. Give yourself a break kind of thing. You know, I think having that kindness to yourself is really important and it's made a big difference to me. And, and the other thing I think for me is just not getting too caught up on deadlines, especially for some of those bigger projects, like you said, like the book writing. I think we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, actually. But just the idea that, yep, I'm writing a book and and yes, I want to make sure that I'm on a, on a regular basis sitting down and writing some more of that book. But if that means that on a particular day or even a particular week, even a particular month, I only write a couple of pages of that book, that's okay. And, and I'm a bit like you. You know, I'll have periods where 
I don't get much done at all and, and particularly in school holidays. But then I know there'll be periods that come in the next few weeks or the next few months where I get really motivated and I might get up at 6am each day and, and start doing some writing as well. But regardless of which of those I'm doing, it's still moving forwards. So it's kind of the idea that it will get done. Um, it's just a matter of when, but as long as I'm moving forward, then I'm sort of I'm okay with that. And I guess I'm being kinder with myself about that as well. Um, and the other thing I've started changing is the way I to do, do my to-do list, which is kind of interesting. So I've always done a to-do list pretty much each day. And um, although I don't really do it on Saturday and Sunday, but during the weekdays, I do a to-do list. And I so I have my stuff there. I write it down in my to-do list of what I want to get done that day. Um, I typically number it. So, you know, try and figure out what's the most important stuff for me to get done. Um, but what I've changed about it is instead of just having it in a blank uh, book, which I've always done, is I've started doing it in a day-by-day diary. Um, and the cool thing about that is what I'm now doing is if I don't get something done today, rather than just automatically carrying it over into tomorrow's list and ending up having stuff that you keep writing into day after day after day into this list and not getting it done, which does my head in, um, I can now, because I've got the diary, I can say, well, I, I didn't get that done today, but realistically, the next time I'm going to get it done is next Monday and actually write it in on that day. So that it's not just clogging up my head and clogging up my space for the six days in between. And I've actually found that to make a really big difference and, and really just in terms of my mental headspace really help out. Well, I think it's a great idea, Brad. Oh, well done. That's um, that's good. That's I love that idea. And uh, But there's, there's something that I really love that you said and, and it's something that resonates with what Vicky Kelly said a, a few years ago at a wellness summit. Um, yeah. And it, I'm sure you. This might have been part of the trigger for you, but maybe Steph was part of the trigger for you as well. It, just the idea of being kind to yourself, and so many people are hard on themselves. And I and I look at the people that are in struggle town with the challenges that they create for themselves in around gastrointestinal health, or you know around food um, decisions or choices in around exercise or or whatever it is, choices to meditate or to yoga or to do whatever in the pursuit of happiness or in the pursuit of wellness or in the pursuit of longevity, and in reality all of the things that we put so much pressure on ourselves even if they're meant to be good for us the more pressure we put on ourselves and the less kind we are to ourselves the more stress we put ourselves under and the greater the risk of disease and the decrease the risk of or decreased likelihood of wellness of longevity and happiness so it, there's a big flip there you've got to be really mindful i suppose of being kind to ourselves uh, without putting too much pressure on ourselves to achieve so many different things and to be productive all the time because that in itself is kind of almost anti-wellness yeah it's interesting isn't it and it's so hard to find that balance i guess and for a lot of people they would find the same thing where it's like when am i being too yeah i guess, I guess there's a difference between being kind to yourself and maybe being soft on yourself or too lenient on yourself as well like there's a time where you can go hey i'm just eating rubbish and it's not doing me any favors and i guess i kind of try and think of it like the way i would treat like my best mate And, and so the idea then is that you know when you've got your absolute best mate and he's doing something stupid you tell him Right, but you do it in a best mate, you know, in a kind, loving way, and you tell him. Um, if he's doing something great, you tell him that too, and and it's that kind of level of honesty and accountability that you have for your best mate. I mean, you would never talk to your best mate the way that you often talk to yourself, you know. So, so it's about getting rid of that real, I guess, negativity and and the um the nastiness sometimes of the stuff you say to yourself. You know, it's interesting you said before what the trigger was for me, Damo, and it was probably just that period of my life after divorce where I was really being very hard on myself um, and trying to, you know, figure out what had all gone wrong there and what I'd done wrong and just beating myself up about it. That was probably when I realized this kindness stuff had to 
take a bigger priority for me because I wasn't doing it and it wasn't working for me at all. So that was the trigger. And so I, I kind of like this idea of if you think about it, how you would communicate with your best mate or one of your, your dear friends or even one of your really loved family members, I think that's kind of a good way to try and find a little bit of a balance, a little bit of a neutral ground there where you, yeah, you do still keep yourself accountable. You know, you still do pull your socks up when you need to, but you don't beat yourself up at the same time. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. It's interesting, isn't it? Um, the different triggers and uh, and where we all start off, and you know, I suppose where do we all end, and all that sort of thing. So it, it is really a great oh, thing. To... That's about to get deep. Oh, <laughs> not end in terms of ending your life. <laughs> but, you know, where where do you pull the pin? So is is there a possibility that you're trying to be too productive with your exercise, and is that counterproductive? And and then if you're trying to be 100 percent with your exercise, at what point does this does the camel's back break? So I caught up with a great mate of mine um, the other day and I said to him, he's still exercising every day? And he said, no, I'm not exercising every single day. Uh, I've kind of backed off a little bit. And I, and I kind of felt relieved because um, at that point I realized that, you know, even people that we believe could do it all the time every, you know, second, you know, without interference um, need to take a bit of a break. And I think it's really important. It was a great realization for, you know, for me that uh, even those people that, you know, in my mind, I would put on a pedestal to achieve, I suppose, a daily task or continue to do a daily ritual, even though it might be only Mm. every second day, but it could still be considered to be a daily ritual, um, or every other day or every third day, whatever it is, but it's some degree of ritual. Um, There is some uh, flexibility around it. And and, and, uh, it's interesting because that's part of one of the trends that, you know, we might see happening in food these days, which is a flexitarian. So people being flexible in around the types of foods they might be eating they could be doing vegan um, or vegetarian and also having some carnivorous and potentially paleo style eating programs you know it's not we've we've often spoken about the similarity between vegan and paleo uh, one being um, plant-based protein and one being animal-based protein Uh, but having the ability to be flexible about that without punishment because you've had a vegetarian meal or you've eaten some animal-based protein and that's not vegan so the flexible option in around exercise as well you know it's not bad to not just do crossfit every single day and maybe go and have a walk um and or go and do yoga which could be the extreme opposite to um to crossfit you know you've got one which is olympic weightlifting and one that's you know absolute relaxation meditation and stretching um and the blend of the two brings about some degree of flexibility um, and I think that's a really a nice way to approach it. And uh, for me, that's a nice harmonious sense of uh, mm. of productivity. Well, and I'm finding that with my CrossFit. Like people ask me how often I do CrossFit, and my answer nowadays is one to four times a week. You know, because some weeks I'll go four times, some weeks I'll go once, and it just depends on what's going on in that particular week, how my body's feeling, a whole range of factors. You know, particularly school holidays. You know, all those sort of things. It, it really does vary week to week, and I'm totally okay with that. Like I'm really comfortable with the way it's going. And, and I still stay really active. You know, there's so much stuff to do around the house. We've got our new place. We're, you know, building fences and digging holes and putting plants in and doing all sorts of stuff. Um, so I'm certainly not missing out on any activity by doing that. But it's just, like you said, that flexibility, I reckon, is really good. But, Damo, coming back to the productivity, I'd love to, you know, I spoke a little bit about my, my journal and how I sort of do that and arrange my day. What do you do from a productivity standpoint, Damo? How do you, how do you goal set? write it down you do you have do you have anything well do do? i do i do i do my goals every year so i do that 100 goal activity um i used to list a whole bunch of goals off and now i've got different um 
I suppose, categories of goals. So family goals, work goals, practice goals, Vita goals, speaking goals, forage goals, um, relationship goals, you know, I've just broken them down. So instead of it being really difficult to try and, you know, find 100 goals or 100 things I want to achieve in a year, I've got all these different categories. And it's amazing how much easier that actually makes it. So, but I've also said that I don't go back and revisit that. And that's true. I still don't go back and revisit my goals. Um, And in terms of my productivity, um, you know, my mind's always active and I'm always looking to do things. Um, I try to keep my my desk as clear and as clean as I can so that I'm not being too distracted by all the things that I could actually have on my desk. But I don't actually have a list of things that I'm going to get done in a particular day. I know that I've got structure to my day. So my Mondays, my Wednesdays are the days that I get things, you know, kind of out of the road. I get a chance to write. I get a chance to um, have some meetings. I get a chance to you know, work a little bit on Vita, work a little bit on Forage, then Tuesdays my Vita days. Um, Thursday mornings I work on Forage. I've got meetings for Forage. Thursday afternoons I'm um, in the practice again. Friday morning I'm in the practice. Friday afternoon I play golf. And uh, then Saturdays I'll work in, at Vita. And so it all just seems to work. But I might be doing some other work in the evenings, potentially when Jackson's doing some schoolwork and Amber's doing a little bit of um, corporate work. I, I might be doing a bit of other stuff, you know. So it's not just you know what 6 to 6 a.m to 6 p.m at night it could be you know 7 30 in the morning till 9 30 at night or whatever it might be at 9 or 5 or it could be you know 12 till 2 or something there's nothing really structured there and i think that it took me a long time to be okay with that because for mm. me it was like well i've got my mates out there they're working corporate jobs they're doing 60 hours a week i should be doing the same thing you know i'm at a i'm at an age where i'm supposed to be out there making sure that i'm being productive and putting my best foot forward all of the time but you know i also have seen some of my mates die at 40 something years old of heart attack from stress and i'm like well i don't want to be that sort of person so i've decided that um i'm going to find a way that I can get loads of stuff done. And I, and I, and people often say to me, how do you get all this done? Like, how do you go and create these new things for forage? And how do you have forage going? And how do you get a book done? And how do you be part of a movie? And all these sorts of things. And really, it's just being, I suppose, certain on what I'm trying to achieve. And my big picture and being really clear of what my vision is, my own personal vision statement, um, is is probably what continues to drive me forward without being overly productive if that makes sense yeah i like it i think that's probably the shift i've made this year as well damo is focusing a little bit more on the vision like i did the 100 goals damo and i don't think that worked for me either it was like the idea of having that many different things that i wanted to try and do whereas now i've kind of got this much i think this year i've just taken a much simpler approach and i haven't even written it down i haven't done it's but i've got the idea in my head of where i want to be in 12 months time and it's almost it's more actually about how i want to feel in 12 months time than anything in any way tangible, which I know just about anyone who talks about goal setting can tell you is totally wrong. Um, but I feel really good about it. And it's almost like I've just got this sort of this vibe that I want to feel by the end of the year. And, and that's just kind of the filter that everything else gets run through. And so if I'm not working in a way that's directing me more towards that vibe, and it really is a vibe of having a little bit more freedom, having a little bit more happiness, having a little bit more relaxation, you know, that that's kind of the, the feel that I'm moving towards. And so everything I'm doing is just kind of pushing me in that direction. And 
it's really interesting, but it, I think it's really working so far. We're one month in. I'll let you know in 11 months more time. <laughs> I love it, mate. I love it. Hey, great chat on productivity, great chat on perspective in and around productivity. So thanks for opening that little bit up, Brad. I think that's really uh-huh. great. And thanks. For- I can't wait to hear what people say. I hope people come onto the Wellness Guys Facebook page and talk about this one because I really want to know what people think, what they're doing, what works for them, what doesn't work for them. I just think it's a fascinating topic mm. to delve into like different people's brains and how they work and what works for some people and doesn't work for other people. I reckon it's fascinating. I'm with you, mate. I'm with you. Well, thanks for sharing, Brado, and I look forward to uh, catching up with you on the next Wellness Guy show. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Brado. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of the Wellness Guy show. We hope you love the new feel. Remember to continue to interact with us and tell us what you thought of this and other episodes. Please head to facebook.com forward slash the wellness guys and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. This is the way that we get to share our message with the world. For more information about Bredo and all that he's up to, please head to drbredhill.com.au and to find out more about me, head to damienchristoff.com. Until we meet again, continue to bring wellness into your life and we'll join you next time on The Wellness Guy Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.